Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to Money in the Market. I'm Ahmad Akhtar. In late May, some private sector economists warned that Singapore faces a high risk of slipping into a technical recession in the second quarter of 2023 as challenges in the external environment persist. That came after official data for the first quarter showed the economy declined 0.4% from the previous three-month period on a quarter-on-quarter seasonally adjusted basis. This week, economists have again flagged a heightened risk of a technical recession in the first half of 2023 as factory output contracted by nearly 11% on year in May, worse than Bloomberg's median forecast of a 7.3% drop. Song Sen-Wen, an economist with CIMB Private Banking, is on the line with me now to make sense of these numbers. Sen-Wen, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Sen-Wen, MAS and the Ministry of Trade and Industry data last Friday showed Singapore's headline inflation shrank to 5.1% year-on-year from April's 5.7%. Core inflation as well fell to 4.7% year-on-year from 5% in the preceding month. Were these numbers in line with your expectations and what's behind the declining inflation? Certainly on a year-on-year basis, the, the, the decline is uh, within expectation. Mm. Remember, this time last year, we had much higher inflation. You are talking about from the um, middle of the year for three or four months. Mm. Inflation going from roughly around 5% at the start of the year to almost 7 7.5% um, middle of the year in the aftermath of essentially much higher commodity prices, energy prices, uh, because of Ukraine wars, below the effect on uh, supply chain worries. Sure. Uh, mm. So now, as we're seeing moderation in commodity prices, although we may not see it fully reflected in food prices we pay mm. uh, at, say, food court, because all these things do reflect the lack effect of higher costs from before. Mm. Um, but definitely with, with things like Commodity prices, food prices coming off, it has helped. Energy prices, you don't hear of drivers complaining anymore about you know, higher to pay more at the petrol station. Mm. They're lower now, although certainly they wish that the decline can be more significant. <laughs> so all these things have worked their way into the, the CPI currently, high base of last year, lower prices of today for a certain category um, has helped pull down headline inflation Mm. Um, and I think the trend will continue as we move towards the middle of the year and certainly to Q3 when the higher basis of last year will help to bring the headline year on year down Mm. but obviously um, within some segment of services we are still talking about uh, inflation pressure because uh, Singapore's still full employment economy is still more jobs than can be filled from local so raising labor pool, which we see spending uh, on handphone or services still very strong. We are no longer buying or changing a new handphone or laptop mm-hmm. uh, because you're already happy with what you got, but you're certainly spending on services, whether jumping on a plane, and many have done so mm-hmm. during the June school holiday to bring in their family for a long backpack holiday mm-hmm. in uh, you know uh, uh, Japan or Taiwan, etc., despite the higher costs. Uh, and... As we have seen more recently, happy to grab more expensive concert tickets because they can. All these acts are coming here. Regional economies are, though, 
facing headwinds mm. are still seeing relatively full employment in the domestic economy, just as we are in Singapore. So that allows pent-up demand coupled with savings and confidence in the job market to spend on the services side. So this is why headline coming off faster, but core, which includes some of these uh, services, uh, is still more sticky uh, despite the higher base of last year. Very interesting in terms of dynamic on prices playing out in the different uh, segments of goods and services. Goods side, certainly cooling out more. Services side, less so. Mm-hmm. Now, this moves on quite nicely to my next question. With the slowing inflation, economists are continuing to expect the MAS to leave its monetary policy parameters mm-hmm. unchanged mm-hmm. at its October meeting. Would you mm-hmm. agree with that? I, I think so. I don't think so. I think the moderation now is within the rate, uh, forecast range uh, and coupled zone of the central bank. Headline ticking down to that right direction, basically, was there still some stickiness. And also, at the same time, obviously casting an eye on how the broader performance of the economy is doing. But generally speaking, with both headline and core in the right direction, although there's still price pressure to some extent, which pressure remains a source of concern. But hopefully, by the second half, the, the wage pressure will also ease off if the external environment, uh, which we are seeing, cooling off a little bit because of drag from, again, the good sector, um, persist and that will be reflected in Singapore's macro number mm. uh, continue in its present trajectory. So if the current trajectory is maintained, certainly allows the uh, Singapore Central Bank to say, okay, let's just watch how things develop and see whether underlying demand pressure uh, cools in line with expectation. Mm, okay. Now, more data was released by the Economic Development Board yesterday, uh, marking mm. eight straight months of decline. The fall in Singapore's manufacturing output last month was steeper than April's surprise uh, 6.5% fall. It was also mm. the first double-digit drop recorded since November 2019. Are these worrying signs? To answer, yes. Um, <laughs> is it just confined to ourselves in Singapore? No. We certainly... Together yesterday as well, Taiwan also reported contraction in its um, industrial activities, factory activities as well. All these things have been quite consistent with more recent trends in global manufacturing in that this global manufacturing has been uh, on a moderation track. We've seen certainly manufacturing uh, in recession already uh, for the past few months, mainly because, again, from the demand side, consumer, you and I, we are not changing our phone as we talked about earlier or, you know, swapping laptop or new TV screens or et cetera. We are demanding more services. Pent up demand for, you know, a lot of services after pandemic restriction have been eased, not just in Singapore, but around uh, the world and region has led all of us to, you know, uh, for travel and spend on the services side. Uh, manufacturing is now seeing the downtrend from the pullback in spending on a handful of uh, of, uh, of consumer goods and manufacturing items as well. So Singapore manufacturing, which is important, you're talking about uh, Singapore manufacturing counting for what almost a fifth or more of its uh, GDP, um, seeing significant contraction because within the tech manufacturing, particular foundry services, is seeing headwinds from demand and on the price front. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is possibly large enough if the main figures is. Uh, continue to persist into June for us to see headline technical, rec- technical recession, the lower 
two consecutive quarter of contraction, quarter on quarter contraction, uh, basically technical recession. Uh, unless, of course, we see a huge rebound, manufacturing in June, as well as similar rebounds uh, in June uh, in services side. But I suspect on the services side, many of us uh, you know, jump on plane, go on holiday elsewhere, although we did see visitors arrivals in Singapore also coming, coming through. By and large, I say the drag from manufacturing will probably offset any growth from the services side. So chances of a technical recession, uh, given uh, the very weak May figures for factory output, uh, is quite likely. But is that going to undermine confidence and job market? Probably not, which is why it's very interesting in that this, te- this technical recession in terms of quarter and quarter contraction, but services strength and labor market strength is still underpinning some spring in, actually quite a bit of spring in the steps of many consumers and households in Singapore, even as we talk about technical recession. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to see some silver lining there, at the least. Now, now in May, the electronics cluster remained the biggest drag, posting another week showing output was down 23% year-on-year, uh, deepening from the 8.7% contraction in the month before. Why is electronics continuing to disappoint uh, someone? Year-on-year, yes, very sharp decline. The flip side is, for May of last year, we saw a big jump, uh, 24% growth in tech cluster output. So together with the downtrend that we saw over recent months because of demand side pullback and price decline, we are seeing this very sharp year-on-year decline across basically almost all categories uh, of product. And I think this is where uh, the, the, the question arises now, to what extent we will see uh, this bottoming out for, for the year, really, or are we still seeing decline going forward? Uh, very interesting in terms of where seeing whether the manufacturing recession is close to bottoming out or we will continue to persist. A lot really depends on external demand, whether it's in developed uh, economies in Europe and in uh, the US mm. and also within Asia uh, as well. Mm. So we are certainly keeping an eye on, on this particular segment in terms of tech um, manufacturing a particular foundry services. Mm. Now, something else we're also mm. keeping a keen eye on is Singapore's GDP growth. The mm. Institute of Chartered Accountants in England yeah. and Wales yesterday said Singapore's <coughs> economic growth could slow significantly to mm. 0.4% this year. This is lower than the Lion City's official GDP forecast of 05 to 2.5%. Mm. What's making mm. the you know Institute mm. say all of this? Mm. Well, it's also slightly lower than our uh, the last, the most recent poll of consensus forecast in which I was participated in. I think it's really the key difference uh, or more downbeat assessment is the, the drag that we talked about earlier from the manufacturing sector. Uh, perhaps it is really a case of um, them having a more cautious view that the manufacturing recession that we're currently witnessing around the world and obviously as well in Singapore will be more deeper and that will offset any lift in contribution from the services side. And from the services side, whether that lift, to what extent that persists into the second half, will be important to see. Even today, um, many of us, uh, and certainly friends, are still talking about holiday uh, in, in where they're going to take their family for holiday in September or even in December. If those plans still are going to be carried through, that's good. That means that services side 
can still do the heavy lifting, offsetting the drag mm. from manufacturing. We'll see how. And obviously, within the goods producing sector, to what extent other sectors that are making that contributes to growth, uh, transport engineering, construction, help out as well. So a lot really depends on how the recession we see within manufacturing. Obviously, other forecasters say manufacturing recession could be worse, and that could lead to uh, downward so a revision in GDP forecast in the second half. Not just for Singapore, but for many countries as well, because of the the, the manufacturing recession. Mm-hmm. Now, while some analysts think MAS may ease the slope of its appreciation stance if core and services inflation drops more quickly uh, on the mm-hmm. back of the probable technical recession that you referred to mm-hmm. earlier, they also expect more government support measures. You know, I read about the possibility mm-hmm. of a deferment or cancellation of the planned one percentage point goods mm-hmm. and services tax hike uh, next January 2024. Mm-hmm. Is that a plausible scenario? We certainly uh, won't give up hoping and wishing that it's true, but <laughs> the, the reality is, you know, uh, uh, all these things are being planned ahead. So unless we're talking about a huge external shock that had not been planned, I think the GSC hike uh, will proceed unless, obviously, of course, we see uh, the technical recession turning into a full recession. Is that possible? Oh, we, cannot, we can never rule anything out uh, at this point as we've seen from events over the past couple of years. Mm. So for now, I will still say with offset packages in place, labor market condition will remain supportive. Although we may have a technical recession, yet we are still seeing relatively resilient economic activities on the ground. So I would say the next plan hike in GST will, will likely uh, proceed. Um, um, and we can continue to wish for uh, in the meantime. Okay. Now, before I let you go, I just wanted to ask mm. you what else we should be looking out for in the coming days and weeks. Plenty, obviously. With uh, On the U.S. side, we're talking about the uh, U.S. Fed unveiling its stress test, important, mm. given what happened with regional banks. I think as long as uh, current sets of parameters, they'll probably uh, say that the capital, uh, the, you know, the, the, the central, the U.S. banks, especially the large one, can withstand stress uh, given the parameters that they are uh, uh, looking at. Mm. And then, uh, I suppose, uh, lack of anything else, we are essentially looking around the region for m- more sort of signs of growth or otherwise um, from uh, and from central bank uh, in terms of outlook and in terms of inflation outlook, etc., from the ECB Global Banking Forum, which is taking place in Portugal mm. uh, at this uh, current moment. We look forward to more inflation reports from Canada, Euro area, you know, a handful of European countries uh, in Asia. We're focusing again on China faltering growth. It's uh, PMI for June, the official one, will be out later uh, in the week. We've seen Australian inflation uh, coming through. Uh, Japan job report, uh, etc., coming out. Um, mm. And the first country to report Q2 GDP, Vietnam, will be reporting. Mm. It would be interesting to see to what extent Vietnam economic activities get affected, not just by the slump in manufacturing demand elsewhere, but by domestic uh, sort of, uh, pressure coming from shortage of power because of drought. We complain about the weather. Uh, at least we get occasional rain. But in some countries, uh, you know, uh, the generating electricity from hydro, uh, especially the case in like Vietnam, its economic activity has been affected 
uh, by drug condition and in terms that also has affected uh, GDP. So we will be seeing what the Macron numbers uh, mm. shows up for you know uh, uh, Vietnam itself all the way then to Macau Hotel occupancy rate, which obviously has ticked up because of more Chinese visitors. So it's again a pulse of what we see around uh, the region and around the world from mm. the first set of prelim PMI figures, inflation reports coming through and mm. keeping an eye on what happened in, in the uh, okay. European uh, banking forum. Okay, okay. Too much going on. It seems very indeed, hard to keep indeed. a track of everything. But it's been a pleasure having you on the show, Sangwon. Thank you so much for your time My and your pleasure. insights. Thank you. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. We've been speaking with Song Sangwon, economist at CIMB Private Banking. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.